It's been two and a half years, almost three, but we're long overdue some sort of shake-up, some upgrading, some refreshing to make the show even better than it already is, because goddammit, it's the best damn podcast in the world. <laughs> so for the next couple weeks, we're going to be doing a survey asking what listeners like about the show and what they don't, and also taking ideas for new segments, maybe even new spin-off series. But to make that happen, we need your help. So if you check out the description of this week's episode, you'll find a survey link where you can talk about how much you want to get rid of the news segment. Oh, God, <laughs> come on. Hello and welcome to the Dad and Sons podcast. We all hope you're doing very well out there, washing your hands, taking care of yourselves, and looking after each other while playing lots of video games inside and listening to our sultry voices. Well, Matt's sultry voice. Especially Matt's. Especially Matt's. And then listening to me and George whine as usual. We're here to comfort you during this torrid time. It is, of course, the Dads and Sons. George, Matt, and myself, Liam. How are you guys doing? Surviving. George, put, <laughs> George, putting 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 the thumbs up to the camera does not help for an audio feature. <laughs> right, right. It's like instinctive at this point though, because I'm just so I've for the past three days I've been kind of shake anybody's hand. Yeah, yeah. I'm even like jiggling them, kind of rubbery and bouncy, like I'm <laughs> like there's some sort of virtual physics simulation in my brain that's you're, happening with my hands. Yeah, you're truly getting red ready for the. Uh, the isolation apocalypse past coronavirus in like 20 years time when we fully just live in VR. I sent a text message to a friend of mine who is a nurse right now oh, about how I'm, she, she was asking how I'm holding up and I just replied with lots of VR and home cooking. <laughs> Did you ask her how she was holding up? Because I imagine she's having a way worse time. Yeah, yeah, spirits are still high somehow. She's someone who thrives in a stressful environment. Bless. So. Very different personality. Yeah, bless bless those yeah. people. Bless those people. Right, right. But speaking of isolation, um, the whole, well, actually, I was going to say the whole world, but actually the factual number is a quarter of the population of the entire planet is currently in some form of lockdown or isolation. Um... So, we turn to Twitter again this week to ask another spectacular question of the week, which this week was, if you had to be stuck in a game world, a world from a game, for the period of said isolation, what game world would it be? Brackets, Animal Crossing is cheating. Close brackets. And we had a lot of replies, as usual, so thank you to everybody who replied. Um... I can dig straight into these immediately is uh, Vita Renders with the Elder Scrolls, but like in 3,000 years in the future after they invent technology, but they have a similar world to ours, but also can shoot fire from their hands. Can he do that? Can he do that? <laughs> That's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering, though, like, isn't the canon that, that they're so good at magic they don't really care about developing technology that is much? fallout just that in the future or is elder scrolls with guns yeah or is what what is the, what's the upcoming not upcoming but that far distant 
Wait, Wasteland? No, no, no. What is it called? Starfield or something? What was the one they teased at E3 when Bethesda were all like, yeah, we're amazing. And then they re- before they released Fallout 76. Starfield or something? I wonder if that's... Uh, Starfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that takes place in the same universe and then technically is the future and everybody can fire fireballs still or do Fusradars while on spaceships. I, how how long are we supposed to wait before we just jump straight to our favorite? I don't know, but I'm going to run through a couple first, and then George, you can you okay, can tell you. Okay. So because 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 I got one that I love. we had we had quite a few. So uh, Andre Andre Noose says Death Stranding while well, isolating anyway. So why not isolate in a futuristic bunker that's secure, has a 3D printer that can print almost anything, and a food delivery service. That's not a bad one. It's not a bad one. There's a very, very important caveat to that universe, though, that I imagine makes it especially li- un, un- enjoyable to live in. You can't go outside I mean, because of scary black monsters. Also, everyone is... Whoa! That's, that's like also, regular life for some people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did you guys did you guys read the flavor text emails about how everyone is so miserable and stressed out that that, that everyone in the future of Death Stranding becomes asexual? I mean, if you read Twitter now, everybody is also the same. <laughs> everybody is stressed out and becoming slowly asexual because you ain't getting no you ain't getting no uh, action inside. I don't know if I want to live in a future where I'm not horny. <laughs> yeah, me either. Someone, someone please clip that please clip <laughs> that <laughs> um, Jake Casdell Breath of the Wild that is a pretty beautiful beautiful landscape uh, Corrupted Helios Wind Waker kind of like yeah. Animal Crossing it's an island that's very sunny and beautiful still too post-apocalyptic for me. <laughs> uh, New Donk City I don't know. If you guys go to the top of one of the buildings in New Donk City and look at the horizon, there's just skyscrapers all the way out to the horizon. And it's, it's, it looks a little oppressive. Yeah, and it looks like cardboard ones. So you'd be like, am I in some form of play? Am I in some form of movie set, maybe? There is something inherently creepy about that place, as cheerful and wonderful as it is to bop and boop around in. I have a lot of questions about why everyone, like, dresses the same and acts the same and sounds the same and what where they get all the resources to build an entire Horizon Square Mile length of giant New York City. <laughs> <laughs> something something evil is going on in the background of New Donk City. We just gotta wait for the sequel it is quite, to find out. It is quite sinister. That was from Big Titty Goth BF. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> yay. Um, Someone's favorite Final Fantasy girl growing up was Lulu. <laughs> MKS says Yakuza 3, but only the first part where it's set in Okinawa. I can totally agree with this because it is beautiful. The start of that game is gorgeous. Apart from the fact that you have to run an orphanage. And right now, in the current climate we're in, kids are going to be getting sick left or right and center because they're like literal disease bags. And then... However, knowing the Yakuza games and Japan in general, you probably would be allowed to be horny in that setting. True, but not if you run an orphanage where the doors are like Japanese canvas doors. That's why you go outside to but pull that out your We're isolating. Audience. We can't go outside. Oh, yeah, that's right. I wonder <laughs> how uh, 
how 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 the VR rental booth industry is doing over there then. <laughs> Uh, Morg Ritchie, who is one of the uh, Nintendo localization people on the Treehouse stream you'll see sometimes, says personal trainer cooking. He can just eat hmm. all day. You can keep printing food and eating it all day. And because there's no punishment in the game logic, you won't get fat, you won't get high cholesterol, and you can just eat all day without any repercussions. I'd be down for that. I see no downsides whatsoever. I don't see it. Apart one. from maybe the crappy 3DS graphics, you, you're be getting constant headaches from all the pixelated graphics. It'll, it'll hide the smudges in my face. <laughs> um, we got lots of Breath of the Wilds, lots of Pokemon. I mean, yeah, Pokemon, I guess, would be one of the top yeah. ones. Stardew yeah, Valley, lots of Stardew Valleys. Some ridiculous ones like Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Good luck to everybody who wants to go to those worlds. If I was stuck in a Pokemon world, I'd start panicking and like overthinking whether or not the Pokemon have consent to like be battling each other. Whoa. But also, why everyone's so obsessed with Pokemon in the Pokemon universe either? Don't these people have something else to do? Why are we so obsessed yeah, with right? video games? I don't know. It's just an industry. Like, if you, if you walk around the Pokemon world, just because you're focused on Pokemon because that's your role doesn't mean that all the entire industries of, like, the people who make the technology that collects Pokemon, the people who give you bikes, there's got to be manufacturers, there's got to be people who cook food. There's whole other industries, George. Don't pigeonhole yourself. Well, I mean, okay, to be fair, when you're in the Pokemon world and you talk to your mom... She's like, oh, I, I hope you're going to have a good Pokemon uh, career, son. Go out and go on an adventure and do it. And then you walk outside and talk to the first person outside your door, and they say, like, I like giving my Pokemon TMs. Sometimes, sometimes people will just say something like, I like wearing shorts. So I guess they are the exception. Everyone else, though, is creepily obsessed with Pokemon. <laughs> I hate and. And anime rap battles, <laughs> says Ivelisse from Final Fantasy XII and Final Fantasy Tactics, which I also think is a really good choice because that is quite a beautiful world. And it's quite mm. hot. It's quite sunny. There's pirate ships in the sky. That'd be pretty good. But... But isn't there some kind of evil going on in the background? Because there's yeah. like royal entree. But isn't there evil going about in kingdoms? almost every world? Which is why I like to just lock myself in my room and, and, and load up on VR and home cooking. But the VR worlds you're in, George, are all antagonistic and coming to kill you. <sighs> but they're marketed in a way that's supposed to keep me sane. <laughs> And uh, okay, I'll say one last one, and then uh, we can move on to our own personal favorites. Zax Zax nineteen taken says, "Hoony pop, don't judge me." That is definitely the horniest universe I think we've had on this so far. Which one is that? Uh, it's the Google it, match for puzzle. I yeah, I guess we can call it. We can definitely call it a porn game. Right? It's a It's 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 like the most famous porn game, right? It like bridges the gap between. Wait, what, is this what is a porn called? game? I'm sorry, or is my pencil out? I don't know why people say Huey Pop. I've always read it as Honey Pop. It's Honey Pop, right? Like honey is oh, like Honey Pop. It's not spelled H Y U N I E. It's H U N I E. 
Yeah, the puzzle game. I mean, it depends if it, it's Japanese. If it's Hunye, I don't know. That, that, that game was like leading the charge for the morally righteous cause of, of, of getting porn games on Steam. Yeah, it was like the... Which is now unavoidable whenever you go to Steam. Wow, well, it feels like Hoonipop's been around for years, but it was only released in 2015. That is crazy. I mean, that's years, man. That's years. That's years. We're really old, Liam. Wow. We're far in the future. Oh, yeah, this game was released on Kickstarter. It was a Kickstarter. Oh, my God. It's all coming back now. It's all all my Hoonie Pop playthroughs. Never played it. I think... I, I just don't... I've heard some of the writing and the voice acting in that universe, and despite how horny everyone is, I just don't know if I'd get along well with them in, on a personality level, you know? Yeah. Mm, you you, you need know. more of an AI-based porn game. You, like what George, was just you just released. <laughs> George just needs it in VR. That's all he needs. Oh, they're all in VR. All right. Right? All right. <laughs> okay. Know, right? Okay, George, what was your favorite? My favorite is from Megalophyte. Where they just say nothing more homey than this, and then post a picture of the Silent Hill Four apartment. <laughs> now, see, this is one that I feel Ooh. is just good advice. Exactly, it's it's an accurate depiction of of what it is like to to be following your social distance lockdown quarantine rules during the the COVID nineteen epidemic. I mean, Silent Hill Four was just just uh, fifteen years ahead of its time. Is all the. The, the, the themes the game explores of, of Japanese social isolation is something that I guess the rest of us just, just had to inherit and live through. We can all learn an important lesson from being trapped inside the video game universe of Silent Hill 4 The Room. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how about you? What, where would you like to be trapped? You know... You know, I... I, I you know... Star Wars comes to mind, but that's like such a. That's a pretty good oh, one. Life is too cheap in the Star Wars universe for me. I want, I want health insurance. Yeah, help, like, help insurance. I want to be the rebel and then being blow, be blown up. You know, or the nameless stormtrooper number one billion yeah. is a pixel in the Death Star explosion. You know, yeah, that would suck. Everyone dies in like a half an hour in Star Wars. <laughs> Honestly, unless you're Chewbacca and somehow you don't die, <laughs> <laughs> but being able to use the Force, oof, oof. So would would you take would you would you take the gamble? Now here's the question, right? You have a six sided dice, and on each face of the dice is like a role in the Star Wars universe. You've got like three good ones, like a Force user, a bounty hunter. And then, you know, maybe some sort of senator in the Senate yeah. or whatever. So and then the, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people who only want to be a Jedi. <laughs> All right, so oh, the Force using oh. Jedi. But then there are three oh. others. It's like some janitor on the Death Star. The other is like some... <laughs> some janitor on Alderaan. <laughs> some Jawa. <laughs> and then, I don't know, some other part of the universe where you're just in the backwaters of nowhere and your planet gets blown up by um, the Death Star. Yeah, as, Would you take as the risk... No. No. <laughs> Absolutely as we, not. As we found out in The Mandalorian, the backwater in Star Wars is, like, really freaking bad sometimes. Like, they're living in the Stone Ages, and, and they still know people are flying in and out of space from their, their like, mud-farming hut camps. 
I'll I'll take I'll take uh, Metal Man, uh, Mega Man Battle Network. Let's, wow, let's do that, let's do that world. We were talking so, about that like this week, weren't we? For some reason, I want to make a kick out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> yeah. That's been my coronavirus game. <laughs> I have all of them just right there waiting for me. How are you? Gonna, how are you playing? There are a lot of weird games during this time. Yeah. <laughs> how How are you playing them? Uh, uh, through a uh, Visual Boy. So, oh, mm, interesting! I wish it would release it on 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 Switch. It would be perfect. I mean, it's it was so released good. on the uh, mm-hmm. the old Wii U. If you can't, nah. uh, <laughs> if you can't <laughs> dust that out, <laughs> I am so good. <laughs> oh. I went to bed last night regretting that I didn't actually finish Zombie U before packing that thing up. <laughs> what i thought about as i fell asleep last night <laughs> um i don't i feel like cheating uh, would be to choose somewhere like a short hike ah. you know a beautiful you want to be an island. animal what animal would you guess guess what oh, and game i told be the penguin week. i'd be cool with that or whatever the hell claire is i'd like fly around on that island jump off the top and just safely go down to the bottom you've got like a hot springs up near the snow of the mountain you have this beautiful beach down at the bottom some grassy bits some autumn you want a looking sex bits change, Liam? is that is that what you're saying you want a sex change i didn't think Liam, now Liam would be the lo- i didn't think, i didn't think now would be the time we came to talk about this but <laughs> oh, no. um no I'm totally fine with being any gender as long as I can live on a really wickedly awesome designed mountain. But I feel like that's cheating. I'd probably just choose somewhere that has a lot of food <laughs> and shelter. <laughs> the basics? That's all? I don't know. Like, a lot of games are just dangerous. <laughs> well, oh well. Everybody can just hide away in their own little game worlds like we have been this week, mm. isolating mm. away. You guys have been playing isolation mm. games because obviously, you know, America is like a fifth world country at this point. Um, well, yeah, we literally are playing games with our with our medical policy. So, yeah. And Japan is still not smart enough to at least impose some sort of restrictions because fuck those guys, right? So I've been playing, I've been playing a, a lot of games when I can, surprisingly, it's two very specific ones, and one I've kind of digged into a little bit, which we can talk about. But I, before we jump in, because I know George, you're dying to talk about it, and so am I. Matt, tell me all about Mega Man Battle Network. For fun. <laughs> oh, I've George, been itching all week to talk about Mega Man Battle Network on this. George podcast. is just gonna cut me off. That's what's gonna happen. It's, it's we'll, not. We're, we're now. We're <laughs> bite my tongue. I'm gonna hold hold myself way back here I, I, and, and <laughs> join in this lovely discussion. I, I want to hear about, about it because for some whatever reason, I don't know if if our conversation led you to play it or you were planning on playing it, and that's why we had the conversation. I don't know the order of things, but for some reason, you were just like, "Oh yeah." Mega Man Bell Network. Who made that again? Oh, it's Kenji Hifune. Oh and, no! And, and you have you have an Oculus, but you're playing Mega Man Battle Network. Wait, so I'm sure there's a story on. there Hold too. On. This is before Half Life came out. Hold on. 
let's go into order now. I'm gonna, he, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be playing so, that so, so yeah, that's the story. That's the story. So You're the, telling us the, the, story. the tally is already one VR interruption already. <laughs> god damn it, guys. <laughs> oh my god! If, I swear, if, if a viewer ever goes back in in all the podcasts and see how many times George has interrupted me and talked oh. about his own shit. I'm telling you. Oh god. I'm telling you. Oh, insane. insane. Like, Matt, why are you even on this podcast? <laughs> You're just here, what here is to this? derail and you, that's it. You said you said you were gonna be quiet during don't, this podcast. Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. he, he said that before we knew he was gonna talk about just, Mega just, Man Battle Network. Now all I want to hear about oh is asked down. about it. So I'm, I'm it's because my nostalgia for that game is strong, but I don't think I personally would go back and play it. Like when I look at screenshots of it, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, look at that! That is mm, mm, that looks great, and that sounds great." Please yeah, you tell me use it, the right filter, you know. Please or, tell me it looks it the... looks and sounds as good as it used to. Yeah, it does. It yes. really does. Yeah. Like that that music, man. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, it's it's the same. It's like a kitty Mega Man. It's 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 a kitty Mega Man with a really good combat system. I would say the only thing that would annoy you would be random encounters. That's that's pretty much it. So the thing that annoys me about most RPGs <laughs> is random encounters. What's that is the, like the, the only thing that's annoying. Um, and and you get overpowered because you're constantly encountering people, constantly getting money, and you can constantly get power ups. So eventually, you just, it it kind of snowballs for you. And all of a sudden, you're just like just mega mega man. <laughs> you just steamroll through everything. You just have to have mega the, mega man. Mega mega man. Oh. What yeah. was what was the, that talk you gave on um, filters? You're, you're using filters. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the regular game is real. Ooh, it'll cut your eyes. It'll cut your eyes. Just like playing Dragon Quest. <laughs> that, I'm 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 wondering though if you guys remember Switch. if the Game Boy Advance had scan lines. Like like a CRT did. There's no way it would have had like the glowy phosphorescence. No, it was it was it was pixel density, right? So the screen was what 240p? I can't remember. Damn. But it, there was no scan lines, if, if I remember so, correctly. So, what kind of filters are you using, and what do they do? It's it's like it blends them together, so it looks more like a painting ish. Not too much, but it it does blend them together, so you don't see any jaggies at all. So, so this isn't one of those like like CRT filters that warps the screen to look like a bubble with scan lines across it. You're doing no. the 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 two X Psy style. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Four X. Yeah. Yeah. I have it. Huge. Yeah. I I loved playing with those things on emulators. You see you see a lot of hate for them on on a lot of forums and comments. But I am of the opinion that it depends on the art style of the game you're using. Because if I'm playing through Earthbound, I would totally be down to use one of those filters. On the other hand, if we're playing... Oh, actually, it works really well, I think, with, with Yoshi's, um, Yoshi's Island. But for something like, like Super Metroid that has a, a darker, neon, grittier feel where the harsh edges are supposed to be there, it can, it can muddy up the image. 
but yeah, no, I like those filters when the the art style is is is, is appropriate for them. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out which one I use. I believe it's H, uh, HQ4X. HQ4X. Hmm. I have it super wide, like 6x, and it just looks clean. Looks clean. But yeah, <laughs> Mega Man Battle Network. I'm, you know, it's it's an old game. It's an old game. Uh, Blast from the Past, probably one of my favorites of all time. Remember playing Aww. that with my stepbrother um, throughout the whole game. There, it was, it's 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 a it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, I'm playing through the first one and then probably eventually get to the the last one. It, it's just like a nice game to like kind of pick up and play a little bit and then go back to your life. But yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's a goodie. It's a goodie. Nice. It's a goodie. Yeah. Liam was on his phone the entire time, though. I was actually, I was actually looking at screenshots of the game. <laughs> I, I, I wanted Google to, I wanted to try and feel it via feel it. your words and the My screens, because I remember well, just. I, mean, I, buy, I don't want to hear describe the Wii combat. U. Like everyone no. has known, everyone knows Mega Man that bad network. You get chips, you you toss them to your grid lords, and you know, it, it's cool. <laughs> that's, that's it yeah but uh yeah it's it's old how it's many old did they game. make like five of them i can't remember yeah they made five no five. Or maybe six. Oh, okay and then the conversation for people who wanted to know um we were talking i was like oh i wonder who who made it and what they're doing now <laughs> and it was the guy who made Mighty, Mighty Number no. Nine. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I mean, it's Kenji Nafune, the guy who made Mega Man. What do you hey, expect? I did not know. <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> I thought it was like, I don't know. I thought it was like a spinoff to the side, and someone else made it. Nope. 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 <laughs> But, I forgot that the terrorist organization is called WWW. <laughs> World it's Kitty. It's definitely Kitty. It's it's like smart Kitty though. Like it's not bad. It's so I mean, good. Like, you live in a universe where you literally can jack into anything. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's George's life. Like it 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 paints a picture of like everyone's just depending on technology. Yeah. Like right now. Yeah, and then things go wrong. And it just because technology just tends to fail. You know, like my car shutting <laughs> off on me in the middle of the road. <laughs> Life <laughs> imitates fuck, fuck, fuck art. My laptop. Yeah. yeah. My laptop is also dying. <laughs> my, <laughs> my old internet. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> wow yeah, but yeah. wow I'm Thank glad you. you've been having fun man That's ah, that sounds like such a good nostalgia trip yeah cause once you're done and you move on to, to playing something on your big fancy Oculus <laughs> half -Life. you are in for a treat my friend so, you are in for a treat George I'm surprised you only interrupted once which is a new record so Little Half Life Alex. Yo, 
you guys. Yes. I wonder if like this is the last time in my life where I might feel like an ignorant child watching my favorite toys change forever. Cause like this is th this I think this is this is the Mario sixty four moment for me. Like th that was the feels I was <laughs> feeling going through this. Hmm. Interesting. Since Super Hot, like this is the game that I think since Super Hot has has been connecting dots in my brain that just like can't believe what I'm seeing on the screen and how many different new angles I can see it from and how playable and snappy and responsive it all is despite how how completely different this game looks and feels from the normal in such a literal sense too because this is a game you can reach your arm out and feel around in yeah so how long how much how much have you played so far i think i'm i'm going to be finishing it today i think i'm like two three hours away from an ending scene okay so i played I, for how many hours three you... big sessions so far Okay, so I'd say I'm I'm like six hours in minimum, maybe eight. I've played for about four hours. Wait, what? You guys have been what? Yeah, what you guys have played. For I hours? I have uh, me me you I you, Liam, you. me I have yeah, been you, playing. Did you did you borrow someone's Oculus? I borrowed a friend's Oculus Rift. Quest. No, I don't. I know I borrowed. So see now, boys, see. So, I borrowed the Quest from my office, but we don't have link cables mm. for the Quest. So, a friend of mine was like, we were talking about it, and he was like, oh, I have the Rift S and the Oculus Rift. And I thought Half-Life Alex only worked on the Rift S and the Quest, but then I checked, and it works on the first generation Oculus as well. Not the, the Kickstarter prototype stuff, but the actual first commercial released one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, I, d I don't know, I man. We've done the how many shows about VR now? Come on, I don't know. It's still not bad. No, that's and that's the thing. It's still not bad. It's, it's, got, it's, high, it's, got, high, it's got higher fidelity thing. than the Quest, so... Yeah, it's, I'm saying that because it's one of the first that came out, and it's still it's still one of the good ones <laughs> for like such an it early example. Apart from the controllers, which are not, which I imagine make the experience a little detrimental compared to having a big fancy one thousand dollar index. Yeah, well, I also have a one thousand dollar hole in my pocket now in the middle of a global pandemic, and the tracking sometimes fucks up. There's like things. <laughs> Oculus, I, man. As as good Should've as the game is, I'm seriously <laughs> worried I might have made a really bad mistake. I do kind of feel like I'm laughing at the rich. <laughs> Dude, why didn't you get the Oculus? What's wrong with you, man? Tracking is like superb, man. I. I thought there would be more Valve index specific oh, gimmicks yeah, going yeah, on with the finger yeah. tracking, right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. did release a statement saying that index users would get some optional finger tracking. Didn't you get uh, the game uh, for free as well? Capabilities. Uh, no, I had to pay a thousand dollars for it, but yes, it comes with your one thousand dollar purchase. <laughs> the most expensive game you've ever bought. Hands down. And the, I seriously and uh, mm, ooh, it hurts. It hurts thinking that I did that. I mean, I know you're going to go on about it because you know more about VR and had more VR experiences, but just before we do that, I 1000% agree this is 
Two things. Two things. It is top tier. It is it is one of the best yes. companies in the business doing and they are doing back, baby. doing what they are good at, which is pushing Valve is fucking back technology after forward. Years. There are uh, there are wow. moments in Half Life Alex I have not had in any video game since I was like a kid and like it was this whole new world to me. Because it is the most important thing about this that I want to talk about because I disagree a little bit about the Super Mario 64 thing. A little bit. But it is hands down only a VR game. If you are like one of those people who are complaining saying there should be a a, a non-VR mod for this game... And and that's fair. If you're a big Half-Life fan but you can't afford it, that kind of sucks. And I know you want to experience it. But for the love of God, please, for the love of God, do not play this game unless you're playing it in VR. This game is from the top down, completely designed for you to be in that world. Think of all the times you had motion controllers like the PlayStation Move or the Wii. Yeah, it was fun, but you were kind of just waggling about at a TV screen and it never felt like you were doing anything. But the way the gravity gloves work and the way that world works is so good and it can only be done in VR that playing it in any other way would be a complete disservice to how incredible this game can be at times. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. It's made for VR. Being able to, like, open up doors and stuff, that's... It's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's amazing. Like, I've seen you play, George, that's... Like, I, I was at work, and I saw the pop-up come up for Twitch, and I was like, <gasps> and I played it, I watched a little bit. I was just, like, being able to do everything with your hands. It, yeah, the whole game, you're interfacing with your hands. You very, very rarely press buttons to get stuff done. And it feels like um, they're your hands. Yeah. yeah. What Going from Boneworks to this is, is a master oh hate. class in how how many tricks how many subtle tricks how much damn work it takes to make vr feel immersive and responsive boneworks has arms attached to your hands with collision on them and a lot of times when you move your body they'll go out of sync and half-life alex your hands have collision on them but they're much more smaller and also one thing that I, I thought was really freaking clever is that everything you grab is weightless for the first few frames um, after, when you first grab something and move your hand around, you're not going to lose track of your hand because of that. Whatever you grab, be it a giant garbage can full of lead, is going to be completely and utterly weightless up until there's a few inches of gap between the ground and the object and you hold it up higher. Then your hand starts lagging and you start to feel the disconnect. But by that point, your brain is probably already looking at your hand and trying to, like, figure out where it's going to go and what you're going to do with it. Whereas in... In, in, in Boneworks, everything is as heavy as it is. Intended, yeah. Yeah, and as soon as you grab something and try to lift it up, if it's too heavy, your arm immediately goes out of sync, and and it it feels weird. And Half-Life Alex, when my $1,000 VR set is not fucking up the tracking, everything feels perfect. <laughs> I have not had that many issues with tracking, and that makes me so mad. Because it's the Oculus. Yeah. It makes magic. me so mad They're... that this $1,000 VR headset <laughs> still has has its moments. I, like, oh, sorry, Matt, go ahead. No, no, no I, I just, I've been saying it from day one. I don't understand how it works. 
these little sensors, dude. Like, you just put them off to the side. Sometimes you move them, and it doesn't matter. It just fixes itself. Like, I don't understand what they did, but it's magic. I taped mine onto the ceiling, and they're still up on the wall, close to the ceiling. And they still, there's still certain spots on the ground where I stand at, and my left hand will start sinking out of... My, my left hand will just start sliding to the right if I'm... Looking yeah, at a certain point I have, and holding at a certain angle. Honestly, in the four hours of play, I have not had that happen. Like, mm. at all. The things I have had happen is my hands clip into objects and then spasm out a little bit. Like, that happens. And that, yeah. and that is the part that reminds me it's a VR game. And, the, and there are some of the things about the blinking around and how that works and stuff, which is so fast and quick it's amazing as a game but it's op as shit <laughs> it's it's those things that make me not think it is the leap forward that super mario 64 was it still is apart from the gravity aspect of it where tethering an object in the distance and flinging it and the the kinetic force of your actual arm movement is how fast you throw it and whip it at yourself and then the feeling of catching it and pressing the triggers to grip it is the best sensation I've felt in any game or experience for a long time but then like you'll try and pick up a barrel and it'll be like all over the place and like clipping into every object and I'm like oh yeah it's a it's just like other VR games it's kind of like Robo Recall it reminds me of that I'm like, oh, I, it still is a I, game. I, I I had a moment where uh, the game introduces the, the grenades to you, and you're only allowed to hold one of them. Uh, you're only allowed to hold, like, two maximum in the same inventory slots that have healing items. And I was looking around the room, and I saw a box, and I thought, wait a minute. I can just do what human beings have done for tens of thousands of years and put what I can't carry in my pockets in this box. <laughs> so for like the next 30 minutes, I was carrying around a giant box full of key cards and grenades, like everything I thought I might need that wouldn't fit in my inventory. And I was carrying it across loading screens. And, and eventually the game did start crashing very reliably when carrying around containers of physics objects. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they patched that out today, though. So um, that's that's like I think the most immersion breakage I've got so far. But as someone with 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 amply developed VR legs, who's totally used to the teleporting, I I, my, I thought of it as a sprint, more like like your default walk. I feel is is really really slow. Oh man, like and I didn't the the teleport is fucking amazing. Once you get used to it, you you know where you're going. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, if anything, I think that has made combat too easy for me, so I bumped it up to the hard mode. I think... And I like that. I think I, the I combat like is balanced mode. out by the reloading of the gun, which is like... You get better at it. For me, I I stood there for ages practicing, like, flicking it out, pulling it out of my bag, putting it in, Just pressing the button, but... Then you get to combat, and it's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I'm dropping my my bullets on the floor, and I'm, I'm like, oh shit, I'm picking them up, and then I'm blinking away, and like, oh fuck, You're trying to pick up individual bullets and put them back. <laughs> I'm like tethering them and trying to catch them in the middle of the air, and just flinging them over my head. I'm like, oh fuck, what's going on? I haven't died 
It is not hard, that is for sure. It is definitely not a difficult game. There is some leniency. But there are two moments in it that I've been like, oh, fuck, this game is good. The the one like only two the, the like the one where I thought I could not have done this in any other game. One was I picked up a skull from a distance with a with a tether, caught it with one hand, I threw it at the like whatever zombie with a head crab on whatever they call them in Half Life, which knocked it back a little bit. It stumbled into like. A kind of corner and then from the other side with the other hand I tethered the gas canister and I whipped it and as it was in midair going across the screen towards the guy I fired the gun which I pulled out with the other hand that I had just yeah! used and I shot it and exploded and I was like oh my god that was the coolest shit I will ever do and nobody saw it <laughs> it was oh, amazing this is this is a game to stream. I I haven't said it out loud, but one of the ulteri- ulterior motives, I think, to streaming this game and, and making content for it is the acknowledgement that it's such a niche release with such an expensive buy-in that a lot of people who are watching will never be able to own the hardware mm. and a copy of this game Seriously, if you so. can... If you can borrow a headset from a friend like I did, if you're lucky enough to do that... Please do it. Buy it on Steam. Um, and if you can't run it, even though my PC is under the minimum specs on Steam, it still runs absolutely fine. Yo, what's the deal with that? Why is this game so good? It, and on low, it still looks incredible. Like, yeah, when you, how, when you like, face up with textures, it's, it's mad. I don't know. I've never the... seen a VR game look this good and run this good. It's yeah, insane. There are, like... I I put my I put the rift down for like ten minutes to like go eat and go do something and then when I came back it was all jittery and stuff. It'd been on the pause menu for ages and that I reset it and then everything was fine again. But it, it does have issues sometimes. The one the one the best thing I've experienced so far is like the when you get so it's quite dark in some places. No spoilers there. So you get a flashlight, and the flashlight is on the alternate hand to wherever your weapon is. So you can choose which hand you want your weapon in, left hand or right hand, and then the flashlight goes on the other hand. So you have to, with one arm, with one hand, use the weapon, which if you are not pointing the spotlight in the same direction, you cannot see where you're looking. And then you have to use your other free hand to control where the light is, like a real torch. And it is fucking creepy and really scary at times. And the, the, most, the most I've ever felt like I was in a real world was when I was in one of the environments where there was like a, a spotlight coming through. But it was pitch black, so I could only see like shadows and stuff. And I put the torch down facing the ground so there was no light and the whole area was just illuminated kind of like Matt's room is now by just (laughs) area lighting like spotlights so I couldn't see the textures all I could see was the shapes and it felt like I was truly in a space and I was out like almost out of my body like it was so amazing Oh, oh god damn 
I'm I I I had a wonderful moment where the first time I ran out of ammo while fighting a head crab, some dad instincts kicked in. And I did the same thing I would have done if a squirrel was running loose in the kitchen. I just reached for a bucket, flipped it over, and tried to like <laughs> slam it on top of the head crab and drag the bugger outside. And and it didn't it didn't totally work. There's there's technically no melee damage, but if they do get impacted with the physics object it hard really, enough, they stumble really and bumble. It really frustrates me that there's no so melee it, damage. It, almost worked it did stun the head crab for a while and in the fact that like enough of that got done th that's something that i thought of naturally instinctively and then operated on without worrying about whether or not it worked in the game still helped me out in the game is is like like crossing shit over to the next level at that point you're no longer thinking in terms of video game rules you're thinking in terms of like okay what would irl me do with my hands will this work or not versus what games and mechanics and obstacles has the game showed me so far that are applicable to my current situation it's it's like a different way of thinking about how to navigate a game for a radically different way of interfacing with the game it's it's very good and it, it does frustrate me though that there is no melee damage because there's so many things you can grab in the world and use like boxes yeah. you can smash glass you can and have, ammo is scarce and ammo is scarce but like, like the you, idea you that you need can some kind of backup plan the idea that you can pick up a brick from a distance and then throw it physically at like a head crab is amazing it should deal some damage it should have some real world you, you get stunned you get stunned. No damage, but you do get yeah, stunned. Yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like a, a I, bit I'm of a okay missed opportunity. With this, actually. The thing is, is that I'm thinking of this almost like a survival horror game, actually. Like, especially after I bumped the difficulty up to hard. I don't know if you've noticed this, Liam. Like, this is leading way harder on the horror side of Half-Life. It is scary and, times. And the action and the combat and stuff. Yeah. It's like, which is, I fucking love. It's like a whole game of Ravenholm. There's a lot they, more, you're going to see a lot more zombies and head crabs than they you do. They do realize, though, that VR is like built for horror games. <laughs> right, They're like, yeah. we can get away with this quite easily if we just stick them in a creepy alien-esque tunnel and turn the lights off and then have headcrabs yes. jump at them. It does feel like this the is... first Half-Life. This is absolutely the most... I, I Absolutely... I, I don't know. There was super hot. I had a great time with Super Hot. I was about to say, this is the most fun I've had with VR since RE7. I guess this is the most time I felt like a a genre was intended to be played this way. The game was was intended to be played this way. This this feels like the first eight hour long campaign that 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 was built for VR, which feels feels weird to say about RE7 because like most people probably played it on the flat screen mode, but I. I had the time of my life playing in VR mode, and they had all those those GDC sessions about how the game was developed with with VR in mind from from the get go. You can't so. play this game in any other way. Like you can't. Oh, people are gonna try. You, We're gonna you, talk about it during the news. Like, just watch your playthrough instead. If you want to know the story, which by the way, I recommend that actually. Which by the way, VR there games is, are so fun to watch. <laughs> the story, by the way, considering it's Half Life and it's a continuation, there's barely any. Like, there's, like, nothing. It's fine. It's, it's barely nothing. Oh, seriously? You have... 
It's fun. You have some really fun characters so far, oh, and I think oh, that's all you oh, need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of like, but that's like Half Life anyway. Yeah, but in terms the, of like continuation of what people have waited like twelve years for, it is not as. Oh, that's disappointing. It's not. I'm not disappointed. I don't know. It's not as. In the four I hours I pl- in the four hours I played so ever. far, there has been like one Half Life lore related thing that has happened. Did you get to the Vortigaunt? No. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You didn't... The, the, with the, the Gordon Freeman shrine outside and... Yeah, but the, the, that's it. But even then, it is like that is for environmental storytelling to help you solve the puzzle. It's not really a continuation of the lore in any way. <laughs> uh, I won't say it for Matt, but certain dots in my head that were kind of cool. Ha, and dots. Connected with some nice. stuff there. Connected. Cool, isn't it? It is a prequel. Yeah, yeah. It's not a prequel in the sense that you think. It just takes place nope. while Gordon is in stasis. Within five seconds, you can tell that they intend you to play this one after the other games. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this, I, it's... It's like, do you remember the, you like this? Do you remember MGS3, this? MGS3 is a prequel, but you're supposed to play that after the other games, too. No, no, and also, like, yeah, I... I think you just haven't gotten there, Liam. Yet. Probably there's, not. There's so stuff. Far, there's stuff. Yeah, the, the, so far it is a lot of quiet walking, and then sometimes you get the wonderful break where you have Reese Darby, one of the best New Zealand comedians in the world, oh, talking oh, to you. the accent? Yeah, he's from Flight of the Concords. Reese Darby, he's yeah. amazing. Oh my god, like I feel like you mention it at least every three months. Because he's amazing. <laughs> like every three months. He's great, <laughs> and he's great in this, and it's finally out, so everybody can know how great he is. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I uh, just just from like five minutes in and on, I've been insanely impressed by the texture work, especially. Until you get face every, up free, and then you're like, ah, yes, cardboard. <laughs> It's hard to tell. Well, you're also playing on low, but when it's they're not like like UI Engine One detail textures. No, where, where no, but they're easily the best the VR game. Like when you hold a model like of a dead combine soldier or a person, you are like, holy shit, this is mm. this is pretty freaky. And they like punch its head, and you're like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Also, pro tip: um, feel around the bodies for ammo. Sometimes flip them over, check the shoulder pouches. Yes, it feels real cool. And sometimes there actually is ammo on those corpses and stuff. Anyways, uh, yeah, texture work. Texture work is fucking phenomenal in this game. Like I've I've seen very few walls of repeating texture patterns. I've seen like unique trash and clutter and and posters. There's little bits of peeled paint over all the walls, and it's placed in a way where everything looks big and chunky and solid and grabbable and tactile and uh and and how how does the the art style and scale look to you liam i don't know if it's just the scale me, no the matter, scale is incredible to me no matter how i adjust it it feels like everything looks looks a little jumbo size yes it but does I think that's intended it does feel like alex is suffering from some form of dwarfism <laughs> Not in, not not in her, her yeah, height. not in her height, but in the fact that everybody you're looking at is massive. It's like it's like if your if your head was right here, like she has a wall small face. <laughs> she's a normal person. Her face is just shrunk down. It does feel like she's looking at everything with a magnifying glass. Like when it, when you're holding a soldier, like a combined soldier's body in front of you, and 
if you were to hold a real person in front of you at that distance, they would not accurately be the same size. Like, everything does look bigger. But the scale the of the, the world, though, like boys. the buildings and, like, the rooms, all that scale feels really good. Like, really, really good. It's quite small. Um, and I, I, I also want to rave about the tactile sensations of running your hands through cabinets and stuff. How um, the, when when you when you first make contact with whatever's in a cabinet, the 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 weightless items will slap out of the way of your hands, but you still feel a little rumble in the places you go through it. It's it's such a surreal cerebral experience reaching your hand out and touching the stuff in a video game and actually feeling feeling some kind of feedback in response I, it is like that most of the time but like sometimes when i feel like i want to run my hand over something to try and feel for an object or something that's on top of like a, a cupboard or something or try and open some things either the handle automatically grip it to help you or it'll clip through it and it kind of, and you kind of have to like shake it about and wiggle it a bit, and it it does disconnect me a little bit. So I tend so, to purposely take <laughs> it slow, so then it does always feel real when I do. Yeah, yeah. Pro tip: you should be rifling through cabinets, but you don't have to grab everything on the cabinet. Sometimes it's a lot faster and easier to just shove your hand through until there's only the ammo left, and then start grabbing with your hand when when the other items are popped out of the way i it's it's eye-opening how many tricks and how careful their gameplay was for the trailers too for that stuff yeah i haven't had a moment where i i shuffle through the cabinet pick out the shell and put it straight in the gun my muscle memory still has me always putting it behind my shoulder into the inventory but but i if you go back and look at those trailers you can see her conscientiously knock other things out of the way before grabbing the yeah, shell so I, I don't really do much of that but i did start <laughs> trying like with the gun to like because when you move stuff, usually like barrels and stuff, it clips on other objects and it feels like it gets dragged behind you a little bit. Oh, oh! you don't have a body that it clips through either. That's real smart too. Alex is literally just a floating pair of hands and a camera. It is a great game and people should play it if they have a VR headset. It's easily, even me, like who's only had limited VR experience, like it is easily the best VR game, right? Like the like the gravity gloves are the so good on a scale that that no other title can match. The shooting like, is like mediocre. It's whatever, right? But it's fine. Yeah, that, but that's all it is. It's fine, right? But everything it's exactly else, exactly what it needs to be. I've read some criticisms about about it, but like Half Life has never had that complex of a combat model to begin with it's it's about the mix of puzzles and combats and how they're paced through a story it definitely sets up some encounters that just terrified me that i panicked and was like as soon as i did it i was like <gasps> mm -hmm. yeah yeah i, I uh, had a real good one of those last night don't want to say too much but you you are in for for more of that and quite a treat. I'm gonna I, I, try and play uh, some more of that. Sure. Is get in the uh, Resident Evil mood. No, start thinking no. of <laughs> No, 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 it's it's fine though, because then you'll start thinking about um what to do with the physics items instead of ammo. Like I'm I'm 
leaving some enemies alive and barricading them behind doors and locking them in closets and actually doing tricks that that require fast, speedy interaction with with the VR VR exclusive features. It's 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 Half Life reimagined as a VR game with more Resident Evil style rules and combat design to accommodate for how how much slower and more scared the player is probably going to be throughout the experience. And it, I think that works incredibly well for the brand and fantastically well for this video game. I'm I'm in a honeymoon phase right now. I I made that Super Mario 64 comparison and that's that's a feeling I've been I've been searching after for years. I thought it would never happen again, you guys. But the <laughs> Super Mario 64 feeling happened again. I disagree on that strength of it, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean, George. It's definitely not like anything else. People should yeah. play it. But should play it. But I want to talk about the game I've been playing more than anything this week. <laughs> is it Doom? No, is it fuck? <laughs> oh no, it's not Doom. I I played Doom and I've played like a good two hours or so of Doom. I'm enjoying it, but I I just have the same issues I had with the the 2016 one. Your vision is always cluttered. It's so cluttered. <laughs> but I'm enjoying the power-ups and everything. It's really good in terms of making the player feel powerful. It's, yeah, it's like a it's like a 7 out of 10 for me. I'm going to finish it. I like playing it. It's good to shoot some shit. But it's not the best shooter in the world to me. That's fine. But, oh baby, we talked about VR for an hour now. Strap yourself in, boys. <laughs> Strap yourself in. I oh have boy. played about 20 hours of Animal Crossing in five days. And for me, that is like a year record. <laughs> I have played... Is that, is that five hours a day? That, that is like, that is, yeah. That, that is, is pretty pretty chunky. That is pretty chunky. Hardy. I have been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. And I am absolutely loving the goddamn shit out of it it is it is cliche to say it is the best covid19 isolation game but it is the best isolation game it is the biggest form of escapism that is so honest and so sweet and just so hot on its sleeve adorable that man i can't I can't, I, I can't, but I don't know. I just, it, I've just had such a, a great time playing it. I was always, I was always sweet on the Animal Crossing series. I enjoy aesthetically and musically more than I enjoy the gameplay mechanics. I always felt, yeah, to sort yeah. of just do. I was a little, little worried about that, but Animal Crossing on the Switch is a recipe that I think you'd be like hard to, hard to screw up. It's, it, they have done only further improvements upon what already was a pretty good formula, which I think is the bottom line of this game. This island feeling always gives you good, positive vibes. You just feel nice. It's great to have your like own space that you modify, and it's not Minecraft, so it's almost unlimited where you, you're, you feel like you're daunted by the scale of things. It's not Stardew Valley where you have to do a thousand jobs before you do anything. It's like this 
perfectly sized island that you can walk from left to right within like three minutes and you can just completely arrange it how you want personally and like to grow stuff, to decorate stuff, to craft stuff. It's so perfectly well paced if you play it without time traveling like a dirty bastard. It is... Ah... I'm absolutely in love with this game. I don't know why. It's just on the Switch. It's perfect. It is probably the most fun I've had. Out, obviously, outside of Alex, they're completely two different, completely things. But man, you guys, you well, should what, play. What about it makes you like excited? Like I, I don't know. Like it's. It just seems like more of the same. I played a, I played it, a bit of New Leaf. It, it, is it is definitely... If you don't like Animal Crossing, you're not going to like this. Mm. But if you like or even have a slight inkling to being like, I think I'd like Animal Crossing. I could be interested in that. Especially if you like Stardew Valley. If you like Stardew Valley, you're going to love this game. It... It just does so many smarter things than the other game. It still has problems, like, in terms of, like, it can be slow. You have to talk to people repeatedly and all slow menus and stuff. But there's a lot that's been expedited to speed up the process. When you press Y to pick the shit up, it's, like, almost immediate. And then you can do it again and do it again. Yeah. Suck it up. It's, it's good like that. And the way things are compared to, like, creating your own city and stuff... Oh, your own town, I should say. It's, I don't know, it feels like there's like this other element to it. This almost like, not a farming element, but the idea that you can craft and terraform the island to how you wish. It is like making just... <laughs> what is... Hang on, hang on. What is this about terraforming you can ter in an Animal Crossing game? <laughs> you can terraform your own island. You can, like, you know, break things so down. God now? Not God, but you go around with a shovel and you, you know, you push, push dirt into the rivers to block them off and then you can build bridges. To, to spread the seven rivers out of the gardens of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're, if you're playing normally, like, from day to day... There is only so much you can do in one playthrough. This is not a game you play, like, even though I, I've said I've played for 20 hours, but there is, like, a limit to how much you can do in a day where it, before it gets repetitive. That does take, like, a good right. two to three hours before you reach that wall where, oh, I have to wait until tomorrow. But if you do all your stuff, you pay off your loan, you, you, you harvest some crops, some fruit trees, and you plant the things, when you wake up the next morning and check it, <laughs> It's changed. It's like you. It is treating, teaching you that you know patience is a virtue. Like, oh, I'm gonna plant all these trees, and you know, you're like, oh, I want, I want to see my orchid grow or my my garden grow. And then after like an hour, they look the same. You've been running past them and stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, wow, oh, damn. Then you know it's gonna be a while before they change. But then you'll forget, and then you go to bed, and you wake up the next day, and then boom. They've sprouted and, and everything's changing. The island is becoming something different from what it was yesterday. Or a new villager has arrived on the island that you've never met before. Or the museum has just opened and you can go explore the museum that you didn't have yesterday. Like every day, depending on what you did the day before, it changes. And there's always like something new to check out. It's, 
it's not like a, a like a gacha game where you just sign in every day and get daily bonuses or something but literally like the characters and the environment and the way the ecosystem works changes depending on what time of day it is what day it is what did you do yesterday is it raining is it sunny and just all of those things can bring a weird mix of excitement it's not a game that throws stuff at you very quickly but when you get like when you go to a random island to you know find materials and you find a fruit that you've never seen before you're like oh shit pears <laughs> <laughs> And it, so, it's just, uh, I don't know, it doles out things at a perfect pace that just make you feel very rewarded. I am excited, but I am coming into it with expectations that there are going to be a lot more activities than just the uh, 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 rudimentary fetch questing for villagers, I remember, kind of boarding me out of the GameCube version. I have not hand, done any fetch quests yeah, so far. The, the series has been around for so long since then that I'm sure there's so many more activities to do nowadays compared to when I last left off, but I still had enough fun to when I last left off with these games. That I actually think this, more so than Fire Emblem and Pokemon, this might be my next Switch purchase. Honestly, I'm playing with three people right now in the Q Games office who have never played Animal Crossing and had no interest, but they caught on because everybody else was playing it, and they are having the time of their lives. And that's because they're doing all the stuff by themselves. When we get together to play multiplayer, which in this game is still hit and miss sometimes like when you get it working and everybody's connected and the, even though it takes for fucking ever for people to get together in one island because you have to wait for everybody individually to turn up which is the dumbest shit stop fucking online Nintendo you're terrible at it get better hire somebody I don't know but when you finally get everybody together on an island and everybody's either fishing together or they're running around digging holes or play, placing art and people are trading stuff and sharing stuff I don't know there's something so sweet and delightful about it. You go to a, somebody's island and then it is like a reflection of their personality. It's not like Stardew Valley or Minecraft where, yeah, you go there and you're like, oh, yeah, this is a pretty neat house. Cool. Good job. But because there is just so much content and custom designs and items you can buy and stuff you can craft that everybody's house or everybody's plot of land is wildly different from other so, players in terms of goal driven progressive gameplay objectives <laughs> what sort of activities do they have you doing these days so it's a mix I, I i i remember like being a little disappointed with how the gamecube version just had kind of just boiled down to doing fetch quests for your villagers. Well, that was because you wanted to earn money to pay your loan off, which was yeah, all yeah, you yeah, could do, right. right? But this game right. is a case of there are two different currencies now. There is the bells, of traditionally, which you use to pay your loans off, but there is this thing called Nook Miles. Oh, he has his own currency. He has his own now. currency, which is like a loyalty points thing. That bastard. But it's based on, like, tiny little, uh, you know... You know when you go to like Starbucks and they give you like a like a, a, a what are they called like a rewards co card like a rewards card where you know if you buy ten drinks you get like a free drink or something right yeah he right, basically right. has that where you do the normal stuff you'd be doing like picking up apples planting peaches or fishing for certain fish or catching bugs and he will stamp it 
and you'll get mileage back for that, which you can then use to buy stuff or to, uh, you know, help expand the island or open up new things or expand your inventory and stuff. So stuff but not pay your debt. It does in the beginning, but then you can earn bells. But it's great because there is not this conflict of do I spend <laughs> my bells on all of this oh, nice stuff? Okay. Do I spend my bells on all of this yeah. nice stuff? And then I have to wait longer to pay my loan off, which stops the progression of building my house. Or do I keep saving my bells and keep a small little bit of pocket money for me to spend on the other stuff you can buy with bells, but the majority of it is going to the loan. Or so it, I, I it can use the neck miles. It does. It steers you towards playing with the more fun stuff. Than yeah, it's definitely more balanced. And this game is not nice. like go up to villages and they're like, hey, give me, can you bring me five pieces of fruit like I need and I'll give you some money? It's not like that. Like, I don't think I, I think I've only had one request from a villager. And all the rest of the time is like, hey, it'd be pretty cool if we had a wooden stereo system and you can put it in your house how about i teach you how to make it very 80s and then it, it, they'll teach you how to make it and then it'll be like okay you need five pieces of wood and an iron nugget off you go <laughs> go find that i don't know where that is you go do that and you're like do you know what it'd be really cool if i did have a wooden block stereo in my apartment that would be nice <laughs> and then you're like you're going into the forest and you're like chopping trees down and you're just having the time of your life and it's always kind of like luck of the draw whether you'll get like an iron nugget from a stone and you just go around having the, a gleeful time it's not going to convince you if you don't like Animal Crossing, but I think if you've had an inkling to like it before and you're looking for something yeah. that right now is just wholesomely positive, like I cannot stress how positive this game is. There is no negative mm -hmm. connotations whatsoever. Like you can't do anything wrong. Everybody praises you. It's almost <laughs> always sunny. And it's a deserted tropical island. If you wanted to escape from the world's woes right now there is nothing better i think other than strapping a you know a headset on your head and completely hiding yourself in the world but there is almost nothing you can do better than just fucking off in animal crossing to an island and if anybody who follows games jumps on twitter right now you will see why there are thousands and thousands of posts of people like their how their rooms look all of the custom designs they're doing like stuff where they've set up where it looks like they've murdered villagers and there's this police chase it's so weird and beautiful it is like this weird it's almost kind of like vr chat but in a nintendo game it's odd I, where, where, like, Kermit the Frog talks about how he missed taking his antidepressants this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Like, seriously, just type Animal Crossing on Twitter and just scroll through some of the posts and have a look. And you'll be like, okay, this game seems pretty rad. It's it's a wonderful experience. I want to... I wanna, uh, a big reason I think I'm so fascinated with it right now is specifically the thought of seeing that cuteness and positivity specifically in my bed while cuddling up with pillows and yes. stuff. Yes. Yes. Honestly, do yes. it. Like, I, I can't wait for us to fucking finish this episode so I can go do that from <laughs> home bed. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, it is from the music to the way the islands look to just the feeling like sometimes I'll open it up and I'll be like oh I don't want to like chop down 10 trees but then I'll go and chop the first tree down and I'll be like ah and I'll be like oh, you know trying along with my axe like doo, 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 doo. 
I'm just having a great time. It's, I don't know. It's not going to make you a fan, but if you already enjoy that, or you already enjoy games like Stardew Valley and stuff, like you're going to really like this game, I think. It's so wholesome. It's wonderful. So, Matt, you you okay back there? Yeah. Yeah. Not your thing, Matt. Hmm? Not your thing. Animal Crossing. No. No, I, I played New Leaf, tried to get into it, tried to understand why people like it. Didn't understand. It's the same thing when I played uh, Stardew Valley. It's just like... I just I don't steam. like Stardew Valley. I don't. Uh, I didn't until I played it on the Switch in the warm and cuddly in bed. That makes all the difference in the world to me. repeat like the, the same thing over and over again. And this is coming from a guy who grinds in MMOs. Well, <laughs> see, I I hate that kind of stuff. I have no patience for that. And also, the reason I didn't like Stardew Valley is because it it felt like you weren't making a farm. It felt like you were mid maxing some sort of manufacturing produce thing yeah. you had to you know treat it like it was a video game whereas at animal crossing it's like you can just plant a tree in the middle of a, a field and that's it it'll be happy with you it treats you like a almost like a child in its sense that there's no punishment for anything you're not trying to gain anything other than just making your own island look pretty there's literally <laughs> nothing to it it's so forgiving compared to other games like Stardew Valley and stuff like that. Can you I'm, jack into anything? I mean, George will find a way. Is there an animal friend named Jack who could serve as a delivery method for the pun? That might do. There, I, there, there are like, what, 70 Jack villages? I only have three. Like Jack, Jack. No? If there's an animal friend named Jack, then I'm sure people have Jacks to Jack. Oops. For some reason, the like horny Animal Crossing fans, like like they 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 let ev they make sure everyone else knows who who their favorite neighbors are. The best is Sheldon. Sheldon, rep. He's rep up is my he boy turtle? Sheldon. Want to want to say turtle? No, he's a squirrel. Ah, uh, well, shows what I know about Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, last I played it, I was like thirteen. We were invading Iraq. Um, <laughs> well, now is the perfect time to play it because you're what Intense. still thirteen in your mind, and also now the world is suffering from a pandemic. And maybe we'll be invading Iran this time. Hell, no. Let's don't so, do that. Speaking of cute, fun animal friends. Wow. With big heads wow. who live on an idyllic, isolated geographical feature. <laughs> Where is he going with this one? Uh, I got around to playing a short hike. Ah, nice. good boy. So, so did I. It turned out it was only like two hours. Anyways, yeah. yeah um, a short so, hike. A was, short... It, was it only two hours or did you just race through the game? Hmm? Hmm? I, I had a I, I felt a little guilty when I flew past some of the animal friends who I didn't meet on the way down. Yeah, I, I, I went around that whole island for some reason. I want to say I, I ended it with uh, nine or ten golden feathers. I tried, but there was um, a painter lady I saw through a binocular I couldn't find. And then when I flew back home at the end, I was just like, holy shit, there's a lot I need to go do. <laughs> yeah, I, I just came from Ori, beating Ori, so... 
I was already in the mode of collecting every single feather I could find. <laughs> Even the douchebag so, who bought all the feathers and were selling. Yeah, them fuck that guys. guy. Fuck that guy. I was looking a short, for a way to not buy his feathers, but I was just like, fuck <laughs> it. I have so a much money. A short hike <laughs> is, is a non-violent exploration game with some kind of crunchy, fun movement mechanics. But as of someone who only played it for like a couple hours last night, I do find it hard to articulate why I did find it so cute and compelling yes. and fun. But, you know, Liam, you're the IGF judge who 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 helped contribute to this game being the, the IGF winner, so... Big timer. Yeah, how, <laughs> how, how do you... Big time fuck you. When it's, <laughs> when it's up against other nominees like like Untitled Goose Game and Slay the Spire, mm, what, yes. what are your, your, your justifications so, for picking this one over Yeah, it's, it's weird, right? So obviously there's different categories for the IGF, and games like Slay the Spire easily win best design for me for that year. But in terms of overall best the, the game, McNally. the game that spiritually is the most indie, best indie <laughs> experience is a short oh, hype to me. that's what it's about. No, th okay. this, is, this is me, right? Untitled Goose Game, for as indie as as it is it is an indie game and it go it going up against death stranding and stuff like that for like best game of the year is incredible in its own right but it is not one man and like some contributing contractors to help music and stuff it is not one man making a short game as a side project to, from his other game where mm -hmm. he just makes this beautiful 2 hour Three or two to three hour piece for the fun of it. And so, like, making games feels like, like, the, the best way I can describe why a short hike is incredible is not only from, like, my own personal view, but it's from Matt messaging me in Discord saying, dude, I want to, like, prototype some shit now. I want to, I want to, like, get open Unity and make some games and stuff. Yeah. Because of this game. That's fascinating it's yeah, just like it, such it starts out yeah sorry go ahead liam no no absolutely i'm probably gonna say the same thing as you go ahead man like no, the game starts out like you're like okay this is this is whatever this is like i don't know like you're just walking around and then there's something about it that's like yeah it, like you you talk to the people and the writing is it's not that it's good it's like um realistic it's a uh, personality, personality though. right like like, like I, I said it was hard to articulate why it's compelling and that's because there's like no combat really there's no you just fascinating movement mechanics but the the way that the camera system works the visual art style for it the the dialogue there's so much personality to it. It feels raw and honest. Yeah. And I think that's what was giving me the tingles throughout it. And that's so fascinating that Liam, what you saw in this game, was like an expression of someone dicking around with game developer tools. And this is a game that you really only hear about at the Game Developers IG IGF Choice Awards, right? It's popular with game developers. So I agree that it is, in a way, a game developer's game. Yeah. I do agree, I do agree, but then it came out for free on the Epic Game Store, and then all I saw was, like, a whole bunch of people who would never have played it, play it, and be like, 
Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why people like that game. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, I got one. Um, there's no like violence, right? But now that I think back on it retroactively, there was like a conflict with the camera system that I thought was kind of cute and fun. And that is like basically wrestling the camera and your flying angle over to try to get to whatever cool fun. Like there's still an obstacle to to, to, to me, overcome. this game had better flying camera weird perspective <laughs> angles than Super Mario Galaxy. Like it feels tight, like tight, tight. Like well, how did he do see it? Where tight. you're going, you you have to think about it and mm. like use some relativity for what you've seen before at different camera angles and piece together <clears> a, a spatial puzzle a bit. And that goes and that goes back brain. to why like half of why I voted it as the grand prize at IGF and also why I just love it as a game. Like obviously from a design standpoint, that mountain is fucking amazing. I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. Guess, yeah, I agree. Like especially over Goose Game. I I, I played Goose Game too. It's I this game is fun, game is but like short hike. Frustrating. I mean, like there's so many little areas on that mountain, so many different things it to do. Rem it reminded me of a Breath of the Wild mountain. It is amazing. Like as Matt was saying, like it's so intersected, like where it goes under and over, and it doesn't fully mm -hmm. reveal itself until you jump off it and fly around it a little bit, and like take what is pun intended a leap of faith to find out more about it like you're trying to find more golden feathers or trying to find more people to talk to but the best way to do it is to just jump off and fly down and go over what you've already tracked i i think mostly um what what's so attractive about it is um what i was saying before when you were talking to people like when you went up to the painter or one of the painters there's like two of them and they're like like oh what do you think and you're like, I mean, I like it. It's cool. She's like, it's, it's not done yet. Like, it's it's just like so many human interactions. Oh, God, like yeah. That. The, the, <laughs> the guy who you have to race around the mountain a lot, you know, like, it just seems like a realistic character. <laughs> it seems like it's like someone typing to you over the Internet. You know, it reminds it is, me a little bit is. of like Firewatch, you know. Mm -hmm, a lot mm -hmm. of the dialogue is like just what we would type to each other yeah yeah i mean it's basic i wouldn't say it's like some deep deep stuff but but it like it works like you feel you feel it you feel you feel the the world and I, feel the tingles i think that's yeah. the thing right like as you said it works like it just works it's not cheesy it's not cringeworthy not. like some games who try to like i can't for the life of me stand the dialogue in life is strange but it is borderline the same and yeah. it is like one way or the other you flip into the cringe territory or you know you, you're, you, you're on that line you, a lot you're on the line where oh shit this just feels like somebody talking to me who understands the the, the age I am the the way I've grown up like the, my favorite bit is the fishing bit <laughs> just it's my favorite bit it's amazing it, yeah like, I got to it I was like wait. oh this is the part Liam was talking about it's like wait <laughs> Wait, he's like, well, I, I'm in very impatient though. Like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> it's so great. And then I, he, I like he's like so like the, the old guy's just like calm or whatever, just like an un, an old regular old guy. He's yeah. like, yeah, he like barely says anything when you catch the fish. Just wait. Just like yeah. <laughs> so, yeah there you go. It is. 
So what do I do with this rod? Like, well, you can catch more fish. <laughs> like, <or> bass. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Reminds me of my friend's dad. My friend's dad is like super, just like, just chill, and he fishes. He just like, <laughs> just relaxes and fishes. Like it's just like these characters. Like you can believe that they exist. Oh my you god, can. that game was good, man. That game was good. I. Uh, I'm really like happy at the moment. Like uh, getting to gush about Half-Life Alex and also Animal Crossing and a short hike. It is an. What is the deal? Why are video games good right now? Right now is it is what we need, and it's weird because like there is a balance between what is right now the essential to life. Like you know isolation. What do we close down? What do we open? Like do we keep? banks open do we keep supermarkets open like what do we do in a time like we're living in now something none of us anybody who's listened to this have experienced before probably and it's weird to think that we're in a weird position where one like one of our favorite things like the thing we've dedicated so much of our time to across our lives and what we're inspired by literally is helping people get through a global crisis and it's because of games like animal crossing and uh, a short hike and half-life that you're like and this ain't doom. so bad and doom <laughs> doom as well yeah yeah let out your rage against the machine when 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 playing doom okay that begs a question about today's podcast format mm-hmm. do we have time for for liam to talk about doom i've already said what i i've said about zoom it's fine like it is a it is a, a it is a seven out of ten to me. If if you mm. if you like the, if you like mm. the first Doom, you probably will. Mm. Lo- you you yeah, won't but like I this. I think one. okay. Mm, I said I said this directly Liam. to to the the Doom man himself. Uh, the Danny. Doom man, Danny Dwyer. Danny, Danny Dwyer. Ever remember Danny me as that guy Dwyer. who did not like Doom on the podcast? <laughs> okay. I as as I'm with you, right? But and we're weirdos. We're not the normal people. Everyone else loved that game. Yeah. But I've heard that this one, yeah, okay. I my interest in this one was not that high up until I started seeing some gifts come out after the game came out. I have seen gameplay of Doom Eternal and descriptions of gameplay that that show that they've gone full hard into the concept of making a first-person platinum character action game. There's, like, short dashes and style points that you might be able to rack up with with changing weapons quickly using hotkeys. It's not even fucking close. (laughs) Really? Oh, God, no. Okay. No. It is... I want it to be that. It is... I want it to be that. It is Quake. It's just Quake, but in really high-definition, like Doom. (laughs) It is... It's the movement of Quake. The dashing from side to side, the strafing. Don't stop moving. It is nothing like the finesse of an action character game. It is gritty and raw, and you get fucked in fucking dumb ways because and this is my biggest problem i don't want to shit on doom it is a it is a fun game it no, is please. but <laughs> when you're playing a game where it's a shooter and the 20 percent of your screen is covered by your big ass gun <laughs> and then 80 percent of the rest of the time is the arms and legs of demons because they're always right up in your face because they have like magnets and they just chase you around 
it is frustrating because your vision the game goes on about something special about it, which is the weak points. Every demon has a weak point. Like, you can shoot its, like, turret, and it will stop being able to attack you and stuff like that. And that is really good. And when you hit those things, it feels satisfying like you've picked out the weakness and you have injured it to the point where you can almost kill it and then melee it, and it feels great. But the problem is... 80% of the time, you cannot see any of the weak points because either you're moving too fast, because if you don't stop moving, you'll die, so your vision is always motion blurred, or if you do stop for five seconds, the whole screen is filled with demon torsos and legs and arms because they all have melee attacks for the most part, so they're all coming towards you. There is just like a vision issue in Doom where... I barely see what the environment looks like, so I have no picture in my head of where I can jump, where I can move to. It is like literally dash and pray that I don't fall off the edge. <laughs> That's how it feels all the time. And I don't like that because I die cheaply and it feels frustrating. Okay. Okay. It, it is fun. Like there are there are elements. It's really hard because like the first hour I played, I was like, fuck this. But then as soon as I got the dash... And the grappling hook, I was like, okay, fuck yeah, this is pretty cool. But then, you know, it introduces new enemies who are even tougher, who are even more, quote, bullshit. That you're like, ah, right, yeah, I don't actually feel like I'm getting better. It's giving me tools that help me just defeat bigger enemies. What about the humor and the style, though? I've also heard that this one has, like, a lot campier and funnier and does yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy things with the lore that the uh, previous game didn't. There's, there's cutscenes. <laughs> there's cutscenes, and I have no idea what's happening in them. Like, the Doom Slayer doesn't talk, but he seems to come from some form of super race. I don't know. Is he human? I don't know. But um, it is... When the soundtrack gets going, like, it is good. Like, you feel it in your bones. When Mick Gordon's, like, slamming on his 12-string guitar, you're like, fuck <laughs> yeah, this is pretty cool. I remember one of the things about the, the 2016 game was I had reviewers OCD at the time, so I was reading every audio log and, and every bit of flavor text, and eventually at some point laughing at the Doom guy smashing a console, giving him exposition text, just doesn't hold up to the hours upon hours of far more serious uh, concerns over the use of ardent energy. Argent energy, what was um, that? I don't know, but it uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously. And yeah, I think that's a good, good thing. Like I've The way I've heard about it is it sounds like they've done things that would appeal to someone who didn't like the last game as much. They've and definitely I'm, tried, but they've leaned more, I think, into okay. people really like Doom's 2016 for good reason. But there are some people who just obsessed over it, right? It became like a really yeah. surprised hit. Yeah, and they was... leaned into that and they're like, oh yeah, Doom is a mood. Let's go with that. Like, <laughs> oh. I was looking forward to getting into it soon but now i might wait until it's cheaper but i still i'm still want to see what it's like when a western developer tries to make an fps platinum game hey, hey so are you still like searching for key cards half the time are the, um, the stages still very very long you, you uh, the stage the stages are long they're at least like 30 minutes for the most part you just search and... for key cards no there's less of that the maps are really quite big now like, it doesn't feel 
like you're trapped in a room and you just have to slay waves of oh. demons. No, yeah, it, yeah, okay. There I are like open, the sound of that. there are there are quite open maps now. The problem is, like for me, for as long as I played so far, everything has a, a cliff, like a, a falling off platform or an edge. So you just fall off a lot of the time because you're like strafing about and dashing and you can't really see where you're going and then all of a sudden you're falling into lava and you're like, ah, right, okay. So the, it's not that big. It's not, it's, it's not extensively big, but it definitely feels like, you know how God of War had those spaces where you did know something was coming, but it was big enough that you could maneuver around and like you could extensively move from one side to the other and it would take, you know, a relative distance of time, but it didn't feel like you were in a room. Doom kind of has that same thing going for it. Mm. Okay, Doom. I mean, it looks good. It looks very good. <laughs> it's very pretty when you get to stop for a second. <laughs> and then you have to move <laughs> really quickly. But if you enjoy it, like, all, all power to you. It's just personally not that strong for me. Yeah, so, I probably won't play it or beat it. I'm wondering if we should just go straight to listener questions this week. Yeah. I mean, we've talked for an hour and a half so far yeah, about wonderful sure. video games. No point yeah, doing negative yeah, this, news. This, Let's be this positive. This is a week where there have been so many big releases that have garnered so much praise and discussion. And the news stories is related to that. Like, I, I, I feel like we shouldn't talk about this non-VR stuff for, for Half-Life Alex until Matt maybe can weigh in more. Um, and we have really good questions this time. Like we, do you guys, you guys cool with that? Yeah. Let's go. All right. Uh, we're going to answer some questions from some listeners that sent them in to dad and sons podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to ask us questions or send us comments and suggestions, please send them to dad and sons podcast at gmail.com. First up is from Kitty. What is the opinion of the dad and the sons on visual novels? Are they games? Are they not? And where is the line drawn between that? Ooh. Okay. Have you? All right. First, first of all, have you guys played visual novels? I've played three, maybe. What? What kind? What are we talking about, Liam? You're in uh, Japan. Dang, <laughs> You're in Japan. What is that supposed to what mean? Do you mean? Liam knows what I mean. There's a I know whole what it is. section of I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, that section of the stores in Japan. I've played Danganronpa, okay. which I really enjoyed, which is not a visual novel like Hattie or Boyfriend is, which I have also played a little bit of, and Doki Doki Literature Club. If you count that, because that is. That is different. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. That's like Undertale, the visual novel. Mm. Yeah, see, I, I don't see why you couldn't consider either of them a visual novel, nor the other way around. I think I, when we look at the person's question, I think maybe it's talking about more traditional ones, like romance visual novels and stuff like that, like the, the more cut and dry, mm. not the, uh, not the outstanding ones, like Danganronpa even or... Even then, so long as you can make a choice and affect the outcome, that's all you really need right if it's on steam it's a game <laughs> i've never been a fan of limiting the definition of games yeah no me neither yeah i don't i don't really care they're, they're, they're I, games i, I yeah. agree there are games yeah but Matt, matt's question was have you played a visual novel and they're, they're the only examples i can give 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I've, I've played. I've played a couple. I've, I remember mentioning this a long time ago. Yeah, uh, I remember you talking about like uh, quite the, a few, right? The 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 something has eyes, or my heart has eyes, or something like that. It was like this uh, this plane one, this pilot. My heart has wings, or something. My heart heart with wings, wings. It's it's someone knows someone knows if my heart had wings I played that I played that all the way to the end. <laughs> how was it? That. It it was fine. Like like the thing is with these visual novels, they're like the story is like really good. <laughs> it's like interesting. I don't know. It, it's it's interesting to hear how. Oh nudity! What? Oh, I missed out. Um. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like playing the wrong this is version? way back because, like, back then Steam didn't have like the the regular like you couldn't just like put on like a a visual novel with like some nudity in it. Like it was just like God, the they're version. beyond some nudity. I mean, Steam can, you can have full well, penetration on Steam now. Now you can, yeah. Before it was just like, uh, um. But yeah, like uh, it, it's interesting to see a Japanese view on like I don't know, like not storytelling, but just like how normal things play out. You know, like um, like this one is about a school and like learning, learning the guy wanting to be a pilot and stuff. They're in like this pilot class club thing, and it's just very interesting to see that different view. But yeah, I like I. I guess that's not the question. The question is the game. Like, yeah, I think I think it's a game. You make choices, and yeah, it, like, the whole game changes depending on your choices. But I also don't care about um, oh, walking simulators are not a game or anything like that. Yeah, no, no really fuck care. that. Come on. I, 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 I never, if David like, Cage is calling his games games, anything's yeah. a game. Anything's okay, a game. actually. I like that you framed it like that, Matt. The discussion over whether or not this shit that blurs the line and 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 spawns arguments over whether or not it's a game, that is an argument in my mind that's just one step removed from console war discussion. Like it it strikes me yeah. as childish. Agreed. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like to say something like Dream Daddy, which had an incredible impact upon like, you know, the the video game sphere about how everybody looks at visual novels and the success of those kind of things. Obviously, it has some help being associated with the game groups and whatnot, but then to compare that to, you know, Doom and be like, one is not more of a game than the other. They are games <laughs> and both have been impactful upon people who play games. It's, it's yeah. totally fine. Like, like with, uh, you brought up Doki Doki Literature Club, which requires you to go into your program files and delete stuff sometimes. That's definitely a level of interaction you do not get with any other medium. That's absolutely should qualify it. On top of, you know, the whole choose-your-own-adventure stuff that they all tend to have anyway. Yeah, it is... It's weird that we still do stuff like this. Where people just let people if you if it's not for you, just don't don't play it. Yeah. It's like it's like visual novels, even within visual novels there's a spectrum, right? You have romance novels, you have hentai no novels, you have 
Wait, anti novels? Hentai novels. Oh, sorry. For a second, I thought you said anti novels. There was some weird Pomo <laughs> art movement going on. But then, like on. in Japan, you have otome games, which are literally visual novels specifically catered to, you know, shoujo women who no, want to fantasize about meeting handsome emperor men and whatnot. It's, there's a whole spectrum within that itself. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I always, it's always a, a great and weird sensation whenever I saw like the girl game sections in Japanese game stores. Like, like as 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 rampant as sexism still is, it's still weird seeing like another universe where video games didn't didn't become as gendered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like visual novels have, for some reason, whatever, been gendered towards females predominantly i don't know why i mean people read books right <laughs> whether you're male or female yeah this is just book form video games right so i don't know it's because there's no masculine aggressive violence it's and rompo would say different <laughs> oh yeah yeah true, true. <laughs> it's funny because like also I, I, oh sorry man. Go ahead. i've met um the reason why oh. they're not into games is because they just they just never played when they were young because they just assumed that it was like a kind of like a guy thing. Yes, that is and definitely that's, still. That's, I constantly hear that because they find yeah. that I'm a nerd, and and I always ask. And like, then that's when the dates go south. Yeah, and then I in in most. <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course not. Sandbag no, no, no. that one. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and 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 they usually say um, the people who have played games is usually because of their brother. This is like that's so weird to me. Yep, I've I've heard that story a lot too. But like for anybody who is like, yeah, well, fuck you, like girls don't know anything about games. Literally ten years from now, are like all of the me? girls who are playing games now will be the same as yeah, you. Yeah, they'll be this. So uh, there's plenty. There's plenty. I've met plenty. It yeah. It actually surprised me growing up when discovering that because it was a cousin of mine who was a girl that handed me down her NES and got me into games in the first place. So when I like grew up to discover that the stereotypes were as sexist as they are and that the sexism was as rampant as it is, it genuinely took me off guard. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and then later it also well, to put like to just I play games. Yeah, absolutely. Like. Some of the best friends I met in university were females who played games and we played League of Legends together and stuff like that. Watched anime, everything. Yeah. Everything, yeah. Please, and, um, just, games are for everybody. Like, doesn't yeah. matter. Come on. I mean, if I mean, you're a, ma yeah. if you're a male sense, right? who likes, like, otome games as well, fuck yeah, all the power to you, man. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Japan, there's, like, entire genres of games for, for girls growing up and, and influential women in various rolls all throughout the industry. Japan is not the country to look at for s <laughs> sex equality. Let's, let's know, put it that I way. I know, I just feel like when it comes to the bubble of the video game world, there's a little more of it there than we grew up with. Yeah, here. but like you look at Animal Crossing and then Animal Crossing, like all of the adverts are in Japan are orientated towards females. Exactly. I feel like there's not an equivalent franchise for that in the West outside of, uh, I don't know. Can you imagine an equivalent franchise for that by a Western developer? Uh, mm, nope. Yeah. 
Not right Star now. Stardew, maybe? I mean, but yeah. Even then, like, Animal Moon? Crossing still made by a woman, and that one was made by a man. Anyways. Well, um, Hobbit, Animal Crossing is directed by a woman now. Directed. I, yeah. It was made by Iguchi, the guy who made Star Fox. Um, no, was I just wrong? Was I just factually incorrect? You were factually on incorrect. Podcast? How could really? you? This this is, is guy? Yeah, a good son. Yeah. So. Oh wait, 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 wait. There was one thing I wanted to say about the visual level thing. I don't want to continue it, but definitely drawing a line. They are games because imagine if nine nine nine, or yeah. Virtue's Last Reward, or either of those, or the the three games in that series, were not games. No, those, those games are amazing. Fuck yeah. Nine nine nine. I remember playing it. So I good. I don't think I beat it. I've never played those but Danganronpa has like rhythm mini games and shit so what kind of uh, uh, totally for sure it really is a video game mechanics does 999 walk you through um I or is just it just the complexity puzzles? of the branches complexity and also it has puzzles and stuff like that it is because <laughs> I, I have seen a map of the different branches in those games and they look like a spider web <laughs> like they, they look complicated as hell 999 Whoa, can't put Anyways. separately. Oof. Uh, Crazy. You guys want to yeah. want to move on? Yeah, yeah. Next question is from Eric B. And I like this one. This one makes me feel like an old man rather than an, a, a teenager on a, on a troll forum. What's going to make gamers of the year 2050 say, yuck, that is so 2010s? In other words, which aspect of the last decade of gaming is going to age like a mullet cut? <laughs> Damn good... <gasps> simile loot boxes any advert that was like for doritos and uh like monster <laughs> or whatever that came mm. out during the xbox 360 generation do you think loot boxes are gonna go away after the decade or i guess it, the decade is in picture right now it's 2020. picture dr disrespect's face oh my god Oh. And then, like, Doritos in one hand and Monster in the other while screaming about getting a no-scope. That is how I picture 2050 being like, and we did that? Oh, damn. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, so, filming, and filming people peeing in bathrooms. Do you, do you guys think <laughs> esports? Okay. Yeah, we do you guys think... <laughs> I, I don't know if streamers we're going to be a thing in the 2050s. Oh, the Do you guys flossing. think esports will last until the 2050s? Yeah, because people are always going to be wanting to be... The fact that it now has the money, people are not going to stop wanting to be the best at video games. There just has to be the quality of games that we have now. StarCraft, League of Legends, Street Fighter, Counter-Strike, etc., etc. I don't think that's going to stop, but stuff like Ninja earning millions of dollars and then doing flosses and getting angry and screaming about losing on the internet... That is going to be when we look back in 10 years and we're like, oh, yeesh. Ooh. <laughs> Something that I think has, is, has kind of been going away in the past couple of years that was a big 2010s thing, I think, are Let's Plays. I wonder if future people are going to have a hard time understanding why we thought that was people cool. People still have a hard time now. You know, you know Which, I remember roommates like, I think why do people watch play not games? Last. What are you doing? I don't get it. And and to, in the past two years, like the algorithm and viewer preferences have kind of steered away from that sort of content. It's all about about you know tying up the the feminists and Red Dead Redemption on the on the railroad tracks. Hmm. Watching YouTube in the 2020s is a is an act of like 
political consciousness. Watching YouTube in the 2010s was watching silly, dumb people play video games in front of you. <laughs> uh, I, d I don't know specifically Let's Plays, but I can imagine, like, you know, clips of, like, streamers when they're racist or they fire a gun off or something where they just do something involuntarily terrible because they're not great people. And we're just going to be like, how is it that we paid these people millions of dollars? Mm, right. Oh, you know what we're going to think is, whoa, we must have had a lot of extra money to throw around back then. Oh, those times must have been real good if they were making that much money doing that. Oh, the world must have been way better. <laughs> Do you remember when I subscribed? For, for I, sub I subscribed to Ninja, and I uh, I got him to call out the fact that uh, my floss was the best floss. Like I, I paid him ten dollars to say that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Why did you clip? I it? have. No, I'm not. It's just a joke. <laughs> like, but that's the, the feeling. Oh, See, I you were being no, horrible. no, this is the I thing. I was about like, yeah, no, no shame. I do the this same is, thing. This for is 10 the thing, bucks. right? Like you, were, you instantly just thought it was the thing that happened because that's what people do when they're in like uh -huh. Twitch chat. Like it sounded totally believable. Yeah, I, was, I wanted the story behind it. I'm like, why, Liam? Why? <laughs> okay, I am also a little worried. As much fun as I am having with Half-Life Alex, and as much of a benchmark and landmark as it is, I am a little worried that that we're going to see some numbers that might be a little disappointing in the future about how much sales that thing will ultimately end up making. Which does have me worried that in the 2050s, people might look back at VR and think, it was always just too expensive and inaccessible. As much as it breaks my heart, it is as much too as I expensive. Want to that <laughs> it is too expensive and inaccessible. <laughs> I d actually no, inaccessible. I think is wrong. I think there's plenty. Like a million dollars to get into it. But now it's like a thousand dollars. Oh boy, what good progress it's made. No, it's, I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If coming from scratch, from complete scratch, all right. No computer, mm -hmm. no nothing, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a computer, you're probably, at this point, you're probably not wanting to get into VR anyway, and you probably should just get a Quest, right? Yes. So if you wanted to get back into it, let's say you can build a computer for less than 1000 right? So I would say, like, let's see, 1200 dollars over time buying that. I guess, I, I, yeah. I guess that's a but lot. In a post-corona economy, Whoa, but that's okay. the point, right? I, well, no, no, no. But the, I think that's the thing is you've <laughs> highlighted the, the one thing that is the strength about VR right now is the Quest exists. Yes, it, it's because Oculus yeah. exists. Really, question is 2050s. Or Will Facebook. things like the Quest manage to persist and no, break it'll into? No, it'll be it'll be something different. It'll be like. <laughs> Do you remember when we had these things on our head that are completely always strapped to our bodies and we only use them for video oh, games? That was, that was so 2010s. <laughs> yes. Do you remember when we only used to, these to play like Half Life? <laughs> How primitive. It, it's 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 going to start like Jeez. this. Like the, the Oculus Quest is cheap compared to how it was now, and you don't even need a system for it. Eventually, something else is going to come out that's going to be even cheaper than even cheaper. Then even cheaper, mm -hmm. and then you just spend like a couple, a couple hundred dollars for like something that we used to like spend two thousand dollars to do. Well, one one thing to consider when two thousand fifty is thirty years away, right? And we're all like like hovering oh. around thirty years old, right? We're gonna be jacked we into know the matrix. What, what that feels like. Half Life One came out twenty two years ago. 
And now we're playing Half-Life games in VR that we can reach out and touch with our hands. And the big innovation it made back then was that the AI people in the game could act out little scripted scenes. So 30 years from now is hard to, really quite hard to imagine yeah. because this is a science fiction concept yeah. we're exploring. <laughs> like this, this was science fiction in 1998. Yeah, so, so, much, so much has changed since we've been born. So in 30 years, the science fiction dystopian God, technology that's the next step yeah, is like is, grafting right? things into your skin and stuff. Like yeah. going full wearable with, uh, with whatever you see with, with your face. I seriously wonder if, if it'll all be on cell phones then. That, that does... Uh, there's a lot of scary things about what the world might be like in 2050. We'll be old. I don't know. 60 is not that bad. What kind of video games do you think we'll be into when we're in our 60s? I'm looking forward to doing the same thing I'm doing right now, which is being older and also being like the chill fishing dude from a short hike and being like, yep, pandemic's happening. Yep, just going to play VR. Yep. yep. Just going to strap my helmet on, drink beer, and try not to think about how apocalyptic the world but, will be but in 30 being, years. But being like that, you know, when everybody's telling you to stay inside and stuff like that, and just being like the chill dude, like, stay inside, it's okay, I'm going to play Video games, drink some beer, hang out mm -hmm. by myself, just pass the time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Got some Animal Crossing trees to plant. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you guys see that picture of the dads drinking beer in the yard but six feet away from each other? <laughs> Champions. <laughs> and then Mike Judge tweeted a picture of the King of the Hill adult men yeah, because they're not all dads drinking beer, but all spread out apart from each other on the background. Anyways, anyways. Oh, I, I, w I wanted to say, um, for the people out there during this coronavirus thing, if you listen to this far, man, like, stay, stay in there, man. Stay, hang in there. Yeah. Guys. Like, hang in there. We've mentioned multiple times. Last A lot of my friends and family has lost, have lost their jobs. Yeah, so. and my auntie and my father have been sick. My auntie, Ooh. who is in Australia, has been t has tested positive for coronavirus, so that sucks. And my dad has the symptoms and has been sick all week, but the UK isn't testing anybody, and he can't get tested, so we don't know if he does or doesn't have it. But he's suffering. Oh, you know, he's feeling better every day and stuff, but it's a, it's a tough time, and... If you're in isolation, you need to keep your mental health going. So just, you know, hang in there, listen to your favorite podcasts, play your favorite games, wash your hands. <laughs> Break down the fat. Also, when all this is, is blown over, fight the fucking power. What, what do you mean? <laughs> the I mean, take this shit to the street. All it takes is 2% of a population to... to hold a general strike, bring the economy to a halt like is happening, and and get some demands met. If anything, this has taught us we don't need <laughs> incompetent government officials <laughs> in any power. And the money and wealth of a country should be completely distributed between everybody to look after themselves Communist. in some way. Not that necessarily. <laughs> well, after 3D printer food replicators become cheap, I don't think the people, of the, the workers of the world are going to have much of a choice. It's, 
Oh, whatever. Anyways. For now, just wash your hands and stay inside. <laughs> we'll talk about revolution later. That's like 20 episodes from now. We'll talk and about ultimately, revolution. At the end of the whole process, this, this, this kind of situation in which... Uh, it's such a guilty privilege of mine, right? This kind of situation where one can earn money inside of their house and earn okay money at that is something everyone should have. And that's why... That's something that the majority of Americans are never going to get unless they fight the power. Talking about fighting the power. There's going to be protests after this. And, and you, you know I'll, I'll be in that crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, you know, all these companies are saying, it's okay, we won't cancel your stuff now, but we can set you up on play- payment plans after all this is over. Man, 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 get the hell out of here, man. People are going to be in debt for years, man. Pe- so many people live paycheck to paycheck. Anyways, whatever. Um, yes, Liam has to go to sleep. So. This kind of 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 this kind of situation where where one can make and maintain gainful employment of the middle class inside of their own house is something made possible by listeners like you. We are aiming to upgrade and improve the podcast soon. We are. It's been. Two and a half years, almost three, but we're long overdue some sort of shake-up, some upgrading, some refreshing to make the show even better than it already is, because goddammit, it's the best damn podcast in the world. (laughs) So we're going to be doing a survey asking what you listeners like about the show and what you don't, and we're going to be taking new ideas for new segments, maybe even entirely new spin-off serieses. But to make that happen, we need your help. So if you check out the description of this week's episode, you'll find a survey link where you can talk about how much you want to get rid of the news segment. Oh, God. <laughs> come on.